Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby. We are thankful that you have joined us today. This is the work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We're located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. You can reach us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, That You May Grow Thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I'm one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. I'm Jacob Taylor, one of the evangelists. And I'm Ross Oldenkamp, also an evangelist. We are turning our attention today once again to the first chapter of the book of Acts. We had gotten down through verse 14 and we'll be picking up looking at verses 15 through 26. Acts chapter 1, verses 15 through 26. At this time, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. A group of about 120 people were there together and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was counted among us and received his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the price of his wickedness, and falling headlong he burst open in the middle, and all his intestines gushed out. And it became known to all the residents of Jerusalem. As a result, that field was called Hagadama in their own language, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his residence be made desolate, and may there be none living in it, and may another take his office. Therefore it is necessary that of the men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John, until the day that he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they put forward two men, Joseph called Barsabas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all people, show which one of these two you have chosen to occupy this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go his own place. And they drew lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Sometime during the ten-day period between the Ascension and the Pentecost, which we'll talk a little bit more about later on, this particular event took place. There are the twelve, or the eleven, the women, Mary, and the brothers of Jesus. There are about 120 people present at the event of verse 15. Peter addressed the gathering of brethren about the need to replace Judas among the apostles. When Peter said the scripture had to be fulfilled, he was simply saying that the predictions made by God would certainly come to pass. He was not saying that Judas had had no choice. I believe the scripture to which Peter was referring initially was Psalm 41 verse 9, Yea, my own familiar friend has lifted up his heel against me. Jesus had applied that specifically to Judas in John chapter 13 and verse 18. His treacherous act of portrayal was guiding the enemies of Christ to him in the garden. Yeah, um, that, that phrase that the word that the Spirit spoke must uh, come to pass uh, reminded me of something we just covered in the first uh, installment of Acts chapter 1. And it's, it's veiled in the sense that it doesn't say it this way, but it does show us that 
God knows uh, what's coming in the future and that uh, to bring about his will, it's not always a pretty a pretty thing that makes it happen. Here, Judas, of course, betraying Jesus, causes the will of God to come to pass. Uh, but in verse 8, when he says that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the end of the earth, he doesn't give the details about that. Um, again, it's not pretty how that comes to pass. But when, when they transition from Jerusalem and Judea, into Samaria and the end of the earth, he's describing he's describing a persecution. He hasn't mentioned it here, but there's a persecution that takes place that makes that possible. And so just an important, I think, time to point out that God has a plan for the gospel and it's a, a spread. Uh, and whether we're talking about persecution of the church or uh, betrayal by Judas, uh, it's not always pretty, but God can use even the, the terrible things that happen in life to accomplish his purpose. So anytime uh, we find ourselves in the throes of something awful in life, just, just pray to God that he would use that, as he has so many times before, to bring about something good. Verses 18 through 19 uh, are Luke's words, not Peter's. They're added by Luke parenthetically to explain Judas's fate to his readers. This is clear for two reasons. In verse 19, we read in their own language that field was called Hakadama, that is, field of blood. Speaking to 120 Jews, Peter would have said in our language, not in their language. Hakadama was an Aramaic word, and Aramaic was the language spoken commonly in Palestine. Then Luke translated it, field of blood, something Peter would have had no reason to do. Judas is said to have acquired a field with the price of his wickedness. Yet Matthew chapter 27 verses 3 through 10 tells us that the chief priest took the money and used it to purchase the field. Is there a contradiction there? No. Judas returned the 30 pieces of silver he had received for portraying the Lord. He actually threw it down on the floor of the temple. Luke says that Judas purchased the field because it was purchased with his money. According to Jewish law, the money Judas threw into the temple could not be accepted unto the temple treasury, but it was to be used for the public good. It was still considered to belong to Judas, and those who used it were considered to be acting on his behalf. The purchase, therefore, was considered to be his. A potter's field meant that it had probably been used to obtain clay for pottery. Thus it had been rendered practically useless and was purchased to be used as a burial place for foreigners who owned no burial place of their own. Yeah, I, I wanted to um, make, make a note of the 120 people that are um, here in, in the verses that we are reading and that you know, we know some of the names of, of the people that are there, but the vast majority, we, we don't know. And I think I just want to point that out, that there there is a lot of people that were valuable workers in the kingdom of God. And we, we may not know their names, but still did incredible things and spread the gospel. And we may not know about them, but even you know today we can think of other churches around. And you may know the preacher's name or one of the elder's names at the at a certain church 
but there are so many uh, each you know each member has a role to play and has valuable parts and the growth of everyone there the the um, evangelistic efforts and it, it, it's such a collective unit and I think that's something to to note is we know some of the names here but again the vast majority we don't and yet they were all active and working working for God I think verses 18 through 19 as we said earlier were Luke's words not Peter's words they're added to give a bit of an explanation into Judas's fate to his readers you know, when Judas returned the 30 pieces of silver that he had received for portraying the Lord, he did so with an, a, a feeling about him in that he cast the money back into the temple and did not want to be associated with the betrayal any longer, although by then it was too late. Yeah, it's such a sad tragedy. I, Judas never would have believed that that he betrayed Jesus in order to basically purchase the site of his, uh, well, there's no burial here, the, the site of his death. And it's, it's not an atypical story. It just reminds me of just so many instances where God uh, brings about justice and shows us just how foolish it is to follow uh, the deception of sin and temptation. I, I think of Israel lusting after the bread in the wilderness, and, and it became something that, uh, you know, they ate until it came out of their nostrils, and they died as they ate it, you know, or they, they just had to bow down to the golden calf at Mount Sinai. Well, then they ended up grinding it up and drinking it, you know. Haman had to have his... his uh, is hanging uh, place for for Mordecai, and yet he ends up hanging on it. But, you know, when are we going to get the picture that the things that we lust after, uh, when we're if we're lusting after something sinful, uh, there is no fruit to be had in those things. All they're going to just destroy us. It's like Paul said in Romans: What fruit then did you have in the things of which you are now ashamed? <clears throat> Yeah, and I, th- I mean, even to to that, what, what Peter is going to quote is, is um, specifically in the first aspect, the first uh, verse that he quotes in Psalm 20, he quotes from Psalm, or excuse me, from verse 20, he quotes from Psalm 69, verse 25 there, and, and it's speaking about, about Judas. May his residence be made desolate, may there be none living in it. And, you know, it's just amazing that it was, and this was written, the Psalm, hundreds of years before, and yet, still, it, it was pointing to the to Judas in this moment. I think it's an amazing, amazing thing. And and there's quite a heavy presence of the Psalms in the first two chapters of Acts, specifically. Of you know, in, in this chapter and in, in these verses, Peter's going to quote from two different Psalms in chapter two, the Day of Pentecost. He's going to quote two different from two different Psalms as well. So I think it's just a um, a, a important thing to note for the powerful the powerful nature of the psalms also for for the christian and daily use as well i think that's a very important point because with the conclusion of luke's parenthetical statement in verses 18 and 19 of chapter 1 he turns again to the words of peter in verse 20 and peter quoted from two of the psalms as you've mentioned and he specifically applied them jesus did to judas 
first in verse 69, verse, or Psalm 69, verse 25, let his homestead be made desolate. And secondly, Psalm 109, verse 8, meaning that his death would leave his office vacant. Somebody else would be needed to be made an apostle, taking the position that Judas had occupied. And of course, who was that originally talking about? You know, David, David is saying, let another take his office because he had been, you know, betrayed. It's talking about his advisor, Ahithophel, who had stabbed him in the back likewise. Okay, let's pick up our study in verse 21. The word therefore or wherefore means in view of the facts just presented. In other words, because of what had happened with Judas, it was necessary for someone to be chosen to take his place in the office of an apostle with the eleven. The selection was to be made from men who had been with the apostles throughout the time that Jesus went in and out among us. To go in and out is simply a way of expressing the going about of daily activities that are part of life. The fact that this had been done among us, as Peter said, indicates that the Lord's daily activities had been carried out among the apostles. He had been their constant companion and they his. The new apostle was to be chosen from among those who had accompanied them during that period of time. As we consider verse 22, it shows that to be a successor to Judas, the person would have to have been a companion of Jesus throughout his earthly ministry. It went from the baptism of John even to the ascension, making that person an absolutely trustworthy witness of the fact that Jesus had risen from the dead. I think it's important to note that becoming an apostle in this case was spoken of as becoming a witness because bearing witness was the fundamental function of an apostle. I think of how often and powerfully John would assert the eyewitness aspect of what he was writing. Remember passages such as John chapter 21 verses 24 and 25 and 1 John chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. Now someone might be inclined to ask, Yeah, well, what about Paul? Well, we recognize Paul as a specially chosen individual. Acts chapter 9 and verse 15. Paul refers to himself in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 8 and 9, in this way. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Yeah, I just want to make a note on the the two that are going to be selected, the two men that are going to be put forward to take the place of Judas, of um, Joseph called Barsabas and, and Matthias. I think it's interesting for starting off with um, with Barsabas here is you know he's he's not going to be selected as we know as as this one that's going to fill the office, and but he still had you know the choice is he was he going to serve God or because he wasn't chosen to be one of the apostles, that he's going to, well, I don't want to have anything to do with this. And whatever the case may have been, his attitude, but, um, and we, we don't know, from my knowledge, we, that he's, from my knowledge, I don't think he's mentioned again in, in the Bible, and yet, you know, he had the, the choice on, was he going to serve still, even though he wasn't called to be an apostle? From Matthias, 
we also from um, don't see his name mentioned again in the scriptures beyond this point. I think that's a, an amazing thing too. Is is again to a point that was made prior that there were so many people that were working, people that were continually devoted and had all things in common with each other and looking to glorify God. And again, we don't know much about Matthias. And I mean, even some secular history will say that and believe that he died, he was crucified for, for being an apostle and teaching what he taught. And, and so still, that there was so much that was done, even by the people that we don't know their names. I think that's, it's, it's important, absolutely, and it's God's word even more so to note the ones we do know about. But I think it's worth mentioning the ones that we haven't, we, we don't know by name, but yet they were doing great things too. I just wanted to uh, show how um, uh, Peter uses this same information about them being witnesses when he preached to Cornelius. In Acts chapter 10, in verse 39, he says, and we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. So he really nails down uh, that eyewitness aspect uh, saw all these things in the land of the Jews, and then even after the resurrection, points out we ate and drank with him. Don't be troubled by the part that it says that Jesus wasn't sh uh, shown to all the people, only to witnesses, ch specially chosen by God. Unbelievers may look at that and think, "Oh yeah, sure, not not to everyone, just just God's special chosen people." A big big cover up here. Now, Paul pointed out in 1 Corinthians 15 that uh, there were over 500. This wasn't a special little uh, viewing by 12 apostles who could all keep a, keep a secret. This was 500 people who witnessed him uh, after his resurrection. You know, I want to just move back a little bit and talk a little bit about Judas and the fact that Judas had hung himself. And when Judas hung himself, there was essentially only two ways maybe three, that was going to happen as far as what would take place after he hung himself. Either a person was going to just stay hanging there in the tree, or he was going to be taken down by somebody, or his, his own body would uh, disintegrate, so to speak, which is what happened to Judas and caused him to fall and bursting forth as he did so. Anyhow, just a little side note about Judas. The meaning of verse 25 is that the new apostle would be replacing Judas in the work, taking either the part of the work that had belonged to Judas or the place in the work that Judas had vacated. This was a work, a ministry, which could be rightfully called an apostolic ministry. This was the place from which Judas had fallen. Having fallen from his place in the Lord's service, he went to his own place, which I believe to be the place of eternal punishment reserved for the loss after this life is over. So lots were cast, and God used that process to show that it was he who had chosen 
what was to take place. Matthias was the man, and he took his place among the apostles. What a position to occupy. Yeah, I want to point out the, what they did. And this was an important decision. And what they did, verse 24, was they prayed about it. They prayed, talked to God, that God knows the hearts of all people, um, and, and, wants, and asking of God to show which of these two that God has chosen, which he does in the form of the, the lots that they're going to draw. But, uh, you know, for us, when we have important decisions, do exactly what they do. Go to God and talk to him. And also a reminder that God knows the hearts of all people. He knows our hearts. He knows our intentions, um, whether our intentions are good or bad. Um, is, a, is a sobering thought and something to keep in mind is that he knows the hearts and he and he knew that Matthias was the one for this um, to take up this job, this work. And contextually, it looks like um, in verse 24, you, O Lord, contextually it looks like this is Jesus, verse 21, uh, the Lord Jesus is in context, especially given the fact that Acts 1, verse 2 shows that the selection process of the apostles belonged to Jesus. That Jesus, after he had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. And so this shows that the selection of Matthias was still just as much in the hands of the Lord as, as the selection of any one of them. And so it's true what the proverb says. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Okay, that's going to have to do it for this particular episode. We appreciate each and every one of you who is listening. I encourage you to go to our website, www.nkcfc.com. And by the way, tell your friends that we're studying the book of Acts, and maybe they'd like to participate in it as well. Until the next time, thanks for listening.